0: Yeah, I uh, I'm a pet psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah. I, I sell couch insurance.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I and I, I test market positive thinking. And I lead a weekend men's group. We specialize in ritual
1: killings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you look you look great. God, yeah, yeah. Hi, hi. How are you? Yeah. How are you? How are you? Yeah. Hi. Hi. I'm Martin Blank. You remember me?
0: I'm not married. I Don't have any kids. Blow your
1: head off if someone paid me enough.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the FilmWeb podcast. We're back again for another um, Film Club episode this week, and I am joined once again by Ben Pegley. Hello, hello, hello. Back again. Hello, and we're back on the subject of high school reunions. Um, we are. We've inadvertently picked on a running theme from our last film club that we have recorded, which was uh, Beautiful Girls. We're now on to Gross Point Blank, which came out, I believe, the following year in yeah. 1997. Is that right?
1: That's true. Yeah. We'll do have to do Romeo and Michelle next, because yes. that's Mira Silvina again.
0: No, fuck. <laughs> Actually... I was going to say, fuck that. But I actually, I think I didn't mind that film so much. Yeah,
1: that's, that's better than you might remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah and,
0: that, and that'll bring us on a full circle back to Mira Sovino because she was in uh, Beautiful Girls.
1: Uh, that's right. Boom. Dynamite. Right. So,
0: um, again, <laughs> so uh, I have no idea who George Armitage is, uh, director-wise. But mm-hmm. uh, I think he did a solid job with uh, Gross Point Blank. This one... I I saw a couple of articles in magazines at the time, sort of advertising it, but uh, I think the main picture that I always saw was uh, the lead actor, John Cusack, sort of sitting on a bed with a a gun held up, and he's also reading a magazine at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember that image uh, quite clearly. Uh, Minnie Driver, who plays the the main female lead in this, was just coming off the likes of... What was she coming off of? I don't think she'd done... um the uh, Good Will Hunting as yet, or it was the same year. I think she might have done it the year after. She'd done something.
1: Um, maybe s- uh, circle of friends and sleepwalkers.
0: sleepwalkers. Ah, yeah, definitely. Yes, mm. yes, that was before this. Yeah, so. Um, sleepers, sorry, I'm not yeah, talking gra- about sleepers. Sleepers, yeah, sleepwalkers. Sleepers. <laughs> sleepwalkers. That's yeah, a different sleepers. film altogether. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, sleepers she had done before. this, And she had, uh, yeah, she'd done Circle of Friends and then the, the cameo in Goldeneye. Yeah, Good War Hunter mm-hmm. came out after this. So, all around about the same time. This basically was released in the Art House Cinema in the area where we were, in particular, the Art House Cinema in Ipswich, Suffolk. And I actually grabbed our good friend Chris Bowman, and we went and saw this together uh, one mm. afternoon. And so glad we did. This was uh, easily one of my favourite films of 1997, um, and kind of, you know around about the right sort of time in our lives because we we were hitting sort of 21, so we're a few years past um, high school. So mm-hmm. and and thinking about oh what would a high school reunion be like kind of scenario. Um, quick diversion there did you actually have a high school reunion
1: i i did i had two i i i had a Where
0: the fuck school did i go <laughs> <laughs>
1: i had a yeah i had a 10 year um reunion and um which i did a, a, attend which was kind of weird um and then literally there was a 20 year one uh you know and uh which i don't i don't know who went to that but i i didn't bother going so
0: 20 year Mm. Right, because I didn't go to the same school as you But it was in the no. same area And we, one, did not have a prom <laughs> no. um, I think that was too much of an American thing uh, I think yep. they have them now They do, uh, them And, now, and yeah. no way in hell did we have a high school reunion At any point not that I would have gone because I wouldn't, mm. um, but yeah. So it's kind of something that I've uh, I've sort of missed out on. So it's it's been a very Americanized thing for me, seeing mm. high school proms and then uh, reunion parties and stuff like that. And part of me just kind of goes, eh, that's not fair. Why don't I get this sort of thing in my life? But um, you know, the
1: the funny thing was like when, whenever you see these types of things depicted in you know movies, we mentioned Romy and Michelle's high school reunion, yeah. Um, the high school reunion in Superman Three is the same kind of thing. Yeah. You know, you you have these kind. Of, they always seem to be there. There seems to be a definite way these things go in in the states in terms of the sort of quite, usually quite highly organized, and you've got pictures of people from the yearbook and all that sort of stuff. You know, you yeah. always have that kind of stuff. The <laughs> homecoming king and queen and all that sort of shite. Mm. And um, and you know, my ten year school reunion was. You know, I think couple there was a couple of gyms in
0: a gym, a couple of tables <laughs> in <the> gymnasium <laughs> and a
1: gymnasium in a shop. No, no, we hired. They hired <laughs> a, a a club, but um, but it was much more um sort of low key. You know, you just sort of turned up, mm-hmm. and um, and it was quite weird because you had all the people who were had their little groups at school, sort of still in their little groups. Yeah. And it was kind of really weird, you know, and it was you had all the sort of sport guys and you had all the kind of nerds and all the cool people and all that sort of stuff. And there was me kind of hobnobbing, flitting around all of them, like I always used to do at school. It was very odd, you know, it was like, okay, this is this is kind of strange and then literally halfway through the evening all the cool people had somewhere better to be and fucked off and i was like <laughs> okay that's also very cool." so i'm going now too bye <laughs> so, you know. um but it wasn't the kind of same sort of thing where you know where everyone's got a name badge on and it's all kind of highly organized and there's a band and things. it wasn't mm. anything like that um but yeah it's i
0: right. ask what club
1: it was. Do you know what? It was Jade's nightclub. Jade's nightclub up in the yeah. boat. Gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Sorry for anyone that has no idea we're talking about. It. It's a now defunct nightclub that's become a. Is it a McDonald's now? It's a, it's a McDonald's now. Yeah, has been for <laughs> yeah. a long time. Great. Yeah, I was never <laughs> old enough to go there. I got dragged there on some sort of party function type thing. For, you know, for teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'd only ever been in there once. Yeah, Jade's nightclub. Wow. There you go. Mm-hmm. Fun, fun, fun. Anyway, yeah. back to Great White Black. So it's a hitman yes. black comedy. Um, uh, for anyone that, that cares to know, yes, uh, John Cusack is a uh, hitman. He ran away from home uh, literally on prom night, uh, ditching his uh, prom date, which is mini Driver, who now works as a radio uh, DJ in the uh, the hometown. Uh, Alan Arkin plays his long-suffering th- therapist Therapist. that he has forced forced his company upon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Through fear of being shot. (laughs) Through
0: fear of being shot, yeah. He basically forces this guy to be his um, uh, therapist. Uh, No, he he became his therapist and then he told him what he did for a living and then the guy said, I can't work with you anymore. Um, But he keeps coming back every week anyway uh, just to torment him uh, and to talk about his his, his life and work. And uh, the antagonist, uh, surprisingly at the time, is played by uh, Dan Aykroyd, a very large and round... Yeah. This is when I was like, holy shit, Dan Aykroyd got big. But he was always big. Um, but he got fucking big um, yeah. in this film. Uh, and it's terrific, I must say. Because yeah. I was worried that... I was like, oh no... Dan Aquino hasn't been funny in ages. This is going to be really lame, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and it turns out to be quite the opposite. He is terrific uh, in this film as the uh, sort of arch nemesis, um, who you know, it, it what's going on there? Because he wants him to join his group of hitmen, but at the same time yeah. can't wait to kill him. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Grocer, His name is, isn't it, right, yeah. Um Yeah, he's uh, he's interesting, isn't he? Because because obviously this is you know a um, it it is a comedy film mm. and of course Aykroyd is a comedy actor but he yeah. he does manage to kind of imbue the character with with something of a sort of a, men, a maniacal menace as well you know oh, he doesn't
0: something sinister going on there for sure. yeah there's definitely oh, yeah. something
1: yeah and <laughs> I, I wish I thought it was quite good and he's got the kind of he's got the sort of ex. Ex-military hairdo as well, isn't he? The sort of, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah so it's, he's sort it's of like the fast-talking spiel that he's got down as well. Yeah, um,
0: that gives it a lot, of, uh, a lot of character and colour. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The
1: various scenes with with him and Cusack, like you know, the 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 one right at the beginning where they meet, sort of, yeah, uh, you know, discuss this. Uh, he wants him to join his sort of brotherhood of <laughs> whatever it is. His, his, it's almost like a like a union, isn't it? He's just That's describing right. it like a union of of hitmen. Yeah. Um, and uh, which he declines. And then th- then there's that sort of really funny scene in the restaurant where they're ordering omelettes and shit. And <laughs> they've both got guns in paper <laughs> bags My and bag sort of re- really, really, guns, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're both really sort of, you know, on hair triggers, you know, like, 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 just don't, <laughs> don't do anything, you know. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's, yeah. it's good.
0: Uh, some great supporting characters because you've got the uh, the two uh, NSA agents as well, played by mm-hmm. um, uh, Hank Azaria, and uh, I've got no idea who the other guy is. K. Okay, Todd Freeman, no idea um, who gets sent after him because basically once. Um, uh, Acroyd discovers that his job has been given away to uh, Martin Blank. Um, mm. Not it's not Martin Blank. It's not Blank's fault. He has no idea that he's been given someone else's job. Um, but when uh, Acroyd's character Gross discovers that, he then puts these two NSA agents on the tail of Blank. You know, in 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 the hope that they will catch or kill him mm. uh, in the act of doing something. But himself obviously ends up in town later on as well. Um, you got Joan Kuzak playing Blank's uh, secretary. Uh, always great to see brother and sister working on screen again for like the first yes. time. They're they're forever working together. Uh, no She's bad hilarious. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> She's uh, Jeremy crazy Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Piven is pretty solid as like the old best friend who he runs into in town. Who who mm-hmm. is now working as a, a real estate agent and and it turns out he's the one that uh, sort of uh, put the deal through on, on his home. Because his home has been uh, demolished and turned into a. Uh, 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 like a mini market. <laughs>
1: That's right. Oh, <yeah. laughs>
0: uh, the the reveal of that I think was when I first completely lost my shit. Um, when because he, he wants to go home, he wants to go home and see and see what's going on. And he turns up, and I think it's um, uh, Guns and Roses' "Live and Let Die" that sort of opens the scene. And mm-hmm. it's just the reaction on John Cusack's face as he sort of steps towards the camera, with his mouth agape, he can't believe what he can see, and then it's revealed to us that his house is no uh, a mini market. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the line that yeah. he said? Because he, uh, he, he goes inside and he's like, you know, giving the guy behind the counter, he's like, he's, he's like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Yeah. How long have you yeah. been here? Why are you yeah. here? The guy yeah. has no idea what he's going on about. That's right. Um, and he gets straight on the phone to call his uh, therapist. And he's trying to tell him, he's like, I mean, what, what, what used to be my lounge? <laughs> <laughs> and it's now shopping aisles. And uh, what's the line? He says, you can never go home, but I guess you can shop there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Some great, great stuff, stuff going on. Now who yeah. is the guy, the other guy that gets called into town, uh to uh to kill him? The the other hitman, uh Felix Lapubel. Uh
1: LaPoubelle. yeah. This I think the guy know. that
0: has fought the likes of um uh Jackie Chan in a couple of eighties movies. He had a couple yeah. of big showdowns with him in it. Uh Benny, how the hell do you pronounce that? You, you, yeah, I you, don't know. You, you're a oh god, I don't know. Funny looking fella. Uh, I believe he was also in Tango and Cash at the end. You know, just doing flying kicks at the wall and shit like that. Mm. Um, Yeah. Uh, I have to say, I I will cut to it. This is probably my favourite, however short it is, hand-to-hand combat scene I have ever seen. Really? I love it. (laughs) uh, Because it just breaks right into it the moment that the guy turns a corner at the high school reunion and it is fucking brutal because a lot of people forget or or don't know that John Cusack is actually uh, a trained kickboxer Mm. yeah he has actually he just doesn't do it very often uh, in film Um, no
1: it doesn't fit in with his general kind of you know mm. the type of characters that he plays, and of course yeah. this guy is, is a black belt in everything as well. Absolutely. Just, but you go yeah. back
0: to uh, Cusack's, uh, one of his breakout roles, which was uh, say anything. He is actually you know doing kickboxing in that. That's one of the, yeah. the sporty sort of can, uh, is sort of training in. Love but yeah. That movie. No, this fight I just fucking love it. It's not it's lovely and brutal, and has a really brutal ending when he manages to get him with a pen. But it's yeah. just the way that he's that they're shoving and kicking each other into lockers and stuff like that. Uh, yeah and, well and well he's
1: checking a... out his old locker at the time isn't that's he? that's right yeah finds yeah the joint <laughs> yeah yeah and, and and i love the payoff at the end with when he goes back into the uh into the thing and it's because it's the pen that the other guy gave him isn't it that, that's right yeah <laughs> yeah you know, oh, thanks for the pen <laughs> thanks for the pen <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah do you like this yeah, fight I yeah i do yeah um yeah it was um it's nicely, uh, yeah. It's nicely rough and ready, and uh, and mm. obviously, you know, any anything that ends with someone uh, sort of driving a pen into someone's neck is pretty good. I, I do, I do like the, uh, the also the way the, um, you know, the sort of obviously mini driver arrives just right at the yeah. moment where he's <laughs> covered in blood and just 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 get corpse to the guy, yeah. and uh, and he's like, what was what does he say? <laughs> he says, uh, it's, it's not, not what me. it looks like. It's not me. That's right. It's not me. <laughs>
0: Uh, and then she does yeah. this horrible, hoarse wailing sound when she goes running off down the steps past yeah. Jeremy Piven. Um, but what
1: what I love is the fact that the guy spent the entire movie telling quite a lot of people what he does for a living, and no one believed him except, I think, her her dad. I think he was like, "Yeah, fine, but <laughs> let's have a drink. So He goes, "Oh, it's a growth industry." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's true. That's he,
0: he does. He has literally said, "You know, I freaked out, I left, and I, you know, I joined the army, and now I'm a hit man." Yeah. Uh, um, but then she bollocks him later on. She's like, "You don't people. You don't tell people that." <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's what no what no what normal people do.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Oh dear. The dad is actually quite funny, and that's the uh, uh, the bad guy from *Lethal Weapon* one, isn't it?
1: Uh, is it Ryan.
0: really?
1: Yeah. Oh yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah,
0: yep. yeah, yeah. Because uh, yes, it turns out it that is. he's actually the hit that everybody's after at the end of the film. That's right, um, yeah. and that's, and uh, you know, and obviously that's how uh, Martin gets his redemption uh, mm. at the end. Uh, God, man, man, we've uh, steam boated right towards the end of this. Uh, <laughs> we have. On, sorry, um, <laughs> dial it back a little. So, yeah, so I mean, uh, so his secretary, just to dial it right back to the beginning, he's uh, you know having a crisis of, of of what he wants to do and where his life is going. Hence, seeing this poor uh, doctor, Doctor Oakman played by Alan Arkin, and it's his secretary that brings it to him. He's been invited to his. Uh, high school reunion. Because mm-hmm. um, at the beginning of the film, you know, th- there's a couple of cock-ups when it comes to hits that are going on. He, he, he uh, stops someone from killing someone, which he was hired to do, but then it turns out that Dan Aykroyd shows up and then kills the person anyway. So mm-hmm. there's that fuck-up, and then there's another one down in Miami where he tries to poison the guy in his sleep, but the guy wakes up so he has to run downstairs and shoot him, making it much uh, less of a subtle kill. So he's on sort of, you know, the ropes with his uh, um, employers anyway. Mm-hmm. Um... So, you know, he's in a bit of a state of flux. So she says, look, um, the, the hit that you're being asked to do is in the same area as your high school reunion. You know, um, she says, I've got, you know, sort of a strange feeling about it like it's meant to be and sends him on his way to go and check out you know town again. So you spend a good sort of 10, 15 minutes of him sort of roaming into town, checking out the old school. He runs into an old teacher. Um, he, he finds out what's happened to his home uh, his, his dad is passed away his mother is in the loony bin mm-hmm. um, his, his former uh, girlfriend is is working as a radio, radio DJ who he's listening to as he's driving around um, and he also runs into his old friend um, played by Jeremy Piven and, and you know is, is catching up with people that sort of way uh, mm. and eventually does get in to actually talk to mini driver and she literally on the spot puts him live on radio doesn't she (laughs) well i
1: mean even even before that i love the way that he 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 just rocks into the radio station and 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 they just snog (laughs) just like straight straight away like an involuntary snog and then she puts him on the radio (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah it's funny
0: yeah, puts him live on the radio under question of uh, other other people that are sort of calling in. Mm. Uh, was it one guy says that, dude? I should to- i totally make him wear that dress.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. One of the yeah. other hitmen, ca- uh, hitmen calls in, doesn't
0: he? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah to put him on the spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew I'd noticed that that guy, the guy who's the other, the guy with Hank Azaria. Yeah. Um, I knew I recognised him. He, I've just looked him up. He, he, What's uh, he in? I. He's in a shitload of stuff, but I'm, but where I recognise him from is 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 um, Buffy. He was in uh, a few episodes of uh, Buffy. Fantastic. Well, I've, I've not really watched that. Um, song, yeah. But there's a ton of stuff. If you look at his filmography, you go, yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah I've seen him in that, 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 and that, and that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But, um, mm.
0: Yeah, Ant- and Hank Azaria, who people really have seen in everything, everything yeah. and if not, have heard him on The Simpsons. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, who else? What else? Um, yeah, all the little incidental characters that they run into, uh, whether it's at the high school, because obviously there's the old bully that's there, uh-huh. played by uh, a big guy that's just uh, on The Walking Dead. Yeah. Um. Uh, oh God, what's his name? god damn it uh, michael kudlitz uh kudlitz even um uh-huh. he is a terrific interview actually i've seen him uh on interview for many things and he does a really really good solid interview so he's quite an intelligent guy mm. um but he was always back in this sort of time playing the sort of lunky guys that are sort of in people's way uh-huh. uh, and he did a solid job of it here where it's basically the uh the, the guy called bob who was always the bully picking on people yeah. And he, and that's not really changed. He's doing way too much cocaine, and he's still sort of bullying people and harassing women. And it takes John Cusack to just sort of get in his face and go, "Look, man, what do you want to do? You know, you're nothing to me. You know, it's been ten years, and I don't care who you are." And he whips out a bit of poetry, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, <laughs> the guy's on really his face, easy. and this is yeah. how he
0: sort of opens up and gets over his own shit by he whips out a little poetry that he uh, a little poem that he started reading.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's a funny yeah, little moment. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 what I see, one of the things I love about this is that it, you know, because Cusack is an unassuming kind of guy, if, if physicality wise, you know, and and you've seen him, um, you know, in a ton of kind of roles where he isn't an alpha male type, you mm. know, and then you have this situation in *Gross *Blank* where he kind of is playing that guy outwardly two people at the reunion but he's a hitman and he's actually fucking totally badass you know (laughs) and and i I love that kind of you know this sort of uh, that kind of uh you know i I don't know what the word is but it's sort of you know i don't know is it dichotomy or is it well well, i don't know what the correct word but it's uh, that kind of weird juxtaposition between those two things and the fact that he's he's actually you know sort of just humoring people you know a lot of the time i've got, got this face on of this kind of um you know wise sort of but not an alpha male guy. And yeah. yet he could totally just, you know, do you in. and and, and that exchange with, with, with uh um with the bully guy when he breaks and starts reading his poetry and he's like you know, he's got his hands in his poetry, he's like skip to the end will you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, good. It's a good um uh, yeah it's good dynamic.
0: Yeah, I think he's done quite a few films with um, uh, Jeremy Piven as well. He's turned up in quite a, a few John Cus- Cusack movies, going mm. right back to uh, say anything. I remember Jeremy Piven was the out of control piss guy at the party near the beginning right. of the film. Yeah, he you're like, like- give me my Firebird keys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, you can t- certainly tell that he likes to work with the sort of same people. And I think the writing team here, a lot of them returned. Uh, like the following year or two when he did the uh, what was the one that made Jack Black a bloody household name um, um, Orange County? No, yeah. the one with the record shop
1: Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah
0: Oh God, fuck, yeah I know what you mean Based on the British
1: book Yes
0: Anyway, that one anyway. Yeah, when he's always doing his top five and talking to camera and stuff like that That was pretty good mm-hmm. I've not seen that in a while but I, I don't like it half as much as I like this film Mm. Um yeah, I think the ca- the characters are, are are more fun in this film but uh yeah I mean that one was quite good even though we can't remember the fucking name of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I think what always disappointed me about this is the fact that it never got a sequel. It was one of these ones where you always heard a little bit of uh, talk about it. Mm. Um I I mean I mean what would be the point? I mean it it would be, it would be just be what the further adventures of Martin Blank with his now girlfriend/wife. slash mm-hmm. Um but the the writing and the characters were so strong, you just wanted to spend more time with them, um, yeah. and I was dying for a bit of that. And I did actually get the, the you know the John Cusack action action guy bug. I thought you know that might be quite a good thing to explore because he also did Con Air the same yeah. year as this one. There you go. Mm-hmm. There's another loop back to um, the writer of uh, Beautiful Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, And in that film he was the straight man. All he did was drive a fast car in that towards the end. He didn't do much in the way of action. He wasn't running around jumping out of the way of explosions or shooting guns. He was basically the guy trying to solve things on the ground. Yeah. You know, I think that you know the the most action he got in that was when the camera was, you know, on the floor of a car when he was shifting gears. Um, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So, so this was actually, you know, sort of him properly doing a bit of action. We we have had a tiny little bit of it here and there since, but but you know, nothing major. It's it's clearly not something that he's fully drawn to. But this was an excuse for him to uh, to do that, and he would have gotten away with it if he had wanted to do it again. But obviously, just not interested. Uh, mm. Just wanted to pursue other things. So I, I've always been curious as to why that's never sort of come about again. Because uh, he had a you know a, a hand in the screenplay as well for this one. Mm. Along with three other guys, um, but it is a solid, and it's also one of these ones in the late eighties that had, <clears throat> you know, it's about a high school reunion. That therefore being characters who went to high school in the eighties, so therefore the the uh, the film soundtrack was all very eighties as well. Mm, and God, a lot of it was it, very yeah. cool. I did, mm. yeah, I did enjoy a lot of the, the uh, songs on the soundtrack, or at the very least, um, they recalled the time for me. Oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. Um, yeah. And then obviously the next year you had uh, The Wedding Singer, which really, you know, hit that nail on the head twice. So. two albums yeah. worth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so it, was, it was all part of that sort of phase as well, which I enjoyed.
1: Yeah, I mean, going back to Cusack, he, he's one of those guys who, you know, I think of the guys who were all sort of part of that um, Brat Pack sort of fraternity, you know, obviously, he, you know, mm. with him you know uh, in you know class and 16 Candles and all that stuff um that's all right you know he's one of these guys who seems to have managed who who's who's really endured in a lot of oh yeah different ways as well you know i mean I, 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 even to the point i mean i remember going to see him um going to see serendipity for some reason i don't even know why i went to see that but i did
0: because it wasn't <laughs> not
1: really my sort of thing and of course you know, here here's him in the sort of the the romcom type Thing you know, and I remember thinking at the time that it was, you know, as as a kind as something of a fan of his, um, which was essentially yeah. based on you know, on, on this and and um, and you know, um, ugh, bloody hell say anything and grifters and things like yeah. that. Um, you know, I, I found it sort of a strange thing for him to be suddenly sort of, you know, opposite Kate Beckinsale or whoever it was and and kind of doing the rom-com thing but then I was like, oh, well, well you know, he's, <laughs> why not, you know, okay, and and, and then of course, yeah. you know, yeah, he's just, he seems very adaptable even though he always has that same swagger about him, the same kind of yeah, wit. he's, wit, he's you sort know. of,
0: yeah, he occasionally pops up in something very interesting but certainly the last sort of five years or so he's mainly been on the straight to DVD train mm. Um uh, whether it's for the same uh, producers or company, uh, I'm not 100% sure. But it's like, you know, Bruce Willis has done a bit of it as well. And yeah. uh, some of the other actors, uh, Thomas Jane and, and all, you'll see them all sort of popping up in these sort of straight-to-video pieces of crap. Mm-hmm. Um, but, he's al- he, but he's always got his, because uh, he's obviously you know older and bigger now, but, you know, it just looks like it's uh, slightly drained as well. Like, he can't mm. be bothered anymore. Because, because he just... It's like he just turns up in the same goddamn outfit. You know, the, yeah. uh, the, the, the Steven Seagal meets Al Pacino look with a long, dark coat. Yeah. Um, you know, you'd be lucky <laughs> if he gets into a white shirt, uh, you know, underneath all that. Um, yeah. So, I don't know quite what's going on at the moment. Is it, you know, has he got gambling debts like Cage? <laughs> I don't <laughs> um, know. He needs to pay off. Who knows? But, again, know. but then again, he does pop up in the odd little uh, uh, gem. Uh, I guess the most recent film that I saw him in that I thought, that was really good. And it's not necessarily because of Cusack, but he's in it playing a bad guy. And that's a film called Grand Piano with um, uh, Elijah Wood. Have you seen that?
1: No, I haven't, no.
0: It is definitely uh, film club worthy. Uh, Elijah Wood plays a, a grand master of, of the uh, piano and he's there to do a concert. When he gets on stage to play, his uh, music sheets are littered with notes telling him that there is a sniper pointing his gun at him and he will be shot if he makes one wrong note. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, so I mean, can. how far-fetched and, and daft does that sound? And it is, but oh, yeah. it's, it's under 90 minutes and it's unbelievably tense. and it's, Sounds uh, a- and, and it's beautifully shot as well absolutely beautifully shot and it's like the most Hitchcockian we've had since Hitchcock uh, this film so I do highly recommend it it is out there to be seen uh, and it's terrific and John Cusack plays the bad guy in it Um, I won't spoil any more about that film but it is good oh uh, it is actually written by a guy who is up and coming but I don't think you're a fan of him the guy wrote and directed uh, Whiplash
1: <laughs> no, I didn't mind the. the it's, it's it wasn't so much the writing of whiplash it's just the mm. it was it was the just the premise just just didn't didn't <laughs> work for me at all yeah. but um i I was just about to say one I was looking down that uh, I was trying to think of that there was something that that um Cusack was in uh, you know relatively recently that mm-hmm. that that I remember again at, at the time thinking that's kind of crazy for him to just suddenly pop up in the huge thing like that and that was two and it's 2012 mm. yeah I was oh, like yeah yeah the big disaster <laughs> movie thing yeah. you know and he he was seemingly I mean, I'm looking looking at the filmography and what he was doing Ooh. at the time yeah and it, there's there's not a lot to kind of suggest that all of a sudden he'd be in this giant <laughs> disaster movie you know <laughs> it's very weird isn't it yeah you know? yeah Strange. yeah
0: he has been all over the place you know there's been yeah. some really really terrific stuff uh, but he does dip his toe toes into the things that you know sort of have the bigger paycheck mm. um yeah so but i mean hey I, I dare say he will still have interesting things to come his most recent film though apparently is you know one to avoid um and it's a shame because uh, he, he's done stephen king before with um uh, samuel L. jackson the film called was it was at 1408 which was not mm-hmm. too bad um, they reteamed uh last year or this year for a film called Cell which is also based on a Stephen King novel and apparently it's the biggest piece of shit that you you know you've ever seen yeah. um so yeah one, one to uh a- avoid um but hopefully he'll get out of this um uh sort of straight to video sort of nonsense that's been going on uh, I mean, you just look at the films, The Bagman, The Prince, um, Reclaim, Drive Hard. They were all sort of straight-to-video uh, weirdo- weird films. But then at the same time, he's off in Asia making Dragon Blade, mm. um, which was last year. I, I caught that on Netflix. It's fucking strange. Um, but then he also did Cronenberg only a couple of years ago with Ma- Maps of the Stars. Yeah. So, So he's still, you know, kind of all over the shop um but yeah so we'll see what, what he's got coming out uh next uh going back to gross point blank uh any other scenes that you want to you pick want to pick out on um let me think. the action finale
1: <laughs> yeah well i quite i yeah, yeah, i quite liked uh, yes yeah, so i do like the way that sort of plays out that, especially with the um one, you know when uh he keeps sort of knocking on the door and and they open the door, and she says, "Oh, can you make this gun work, please? Thank you." You know, <laughs> you know and they're hiding in the tub, and the dad's there, and yeah. he's like, "You know." And I do quite like the way Aykroyd finally goes and buys it with the TV on. The it's
0: day. terrific, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember when I first saw that, I didn't know what the hell to make of that. I was going to get at this now. He's out of bloody ammo.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and then that happens. Uh, but I also like the moment that the moment the NSA agents bust in, Ackroyd helps him out in taking them out and killing them. Yeah. It's not <laughs> right, just yeah. busting the door and immediately you're blown back out of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Terrific. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so after all that bloody carnage, he goes back upstairs, knocks on the door one more time and sort of pleads once more you know lovingly but covered in blood to uh, this girl that he fancies and the dad just sort of leans over and goes you've got my blessing, got my blessing. <laughs> that's right yeah
1: yeah it's uh, good stuff
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> would you want to see this character again
1: yeah why not why not i mean the, the, i think the thing that you'd always hope with anything like that is you know mm. you you've got to get the the writing—it's got to be a story that's worth telling, yeah—and and just written with the same kind of verve and you know, uh, solid sort of you know, funny writing. I mean, that—that's—that's that's the thing that you—that's what we, always what you ever want when you want when you see return characters. Yeah, this this is and and kind of the biggest problem because it quite so often doesn't happen. You know, I mean, we just had we just had yeah. Anchorman Two and and Zoolander Two and and yeah, neither of them were f- were very funny, you know, and it was really bloody disappointing because I really liked both of the originals. And you sort of think, yeah, I'd like some more of this these characters. I I would like that, but I but you know, I need it to be as good as the original, and it's not. Yeah, you
0: know? I I'm just looking up the writing team that he worked with on this because, like I said, I know that the High Fidelity that's the name of the other film yeah. um, that they did. Yeah, because I knew that uh, uh, you know, uh, and that was in the space of three years, and I thought, all right, so. I wonder, because I, I stopped uh, tracing them, did they do other stuff together as a team? And uh, certainly one of them, Steve Pink, he wrote the Hot Tub Time Machine yeah. uh, movies and directed them as well. So, you know, th- that obviously continued, but that's like, you know, a whole 10 years later as well. One of the other writers, this is tragic, in 2013, one of the other writers died at a screening of uh, Gross Point Blank. He collapsed on stage while doing a and a Jesus. Weird. That's a, oh, God, a bit, oh that's got to be traumatic.
1: That's crazy.
0: Wow. Oh, that's a shame. Hmm. Oh, scary. Yeah, but they didn't do much more uh, uh, beyond that with um, uh, uh, John Cusack, which is a shame because you thought because I thought this will be part of his production company and he'll keep sort of you know uh, churning these sort of things out. But um, hmm. yeah, no, it wasn't to be. Uh-huh. Never mind. But. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a film that I absolutely love. If I was to, you know, deliver my top 10 of the year, this is most definitely right near, if not at the top, of 1997. I think that was a tough year, though. I think that's also L.A. Confidential, um, mm. so which I think I do prefer. But this is a solid five-star rated film for me. I love it. Um, where is the goddamn special edition Blu-ray?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes, I was just thinking that myself.
0: Goddamn vanilla discs.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, it's an easy five for me. It's um, this great. Um, You can't beat Cusack on form. You can't beat a bit of Joan being (laughs) nutty. You know, Uh, she's just crazy. (laughs) uh, Yeah, and they're all good. Uh, It's all good. Um, Yep, it's a five. And um, yes, please, 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 let's have a decent bloody blue of it. Yes. yes. I'd lo- yeah. I'd love a kind. Of, you know you know um I'd love it if they did that um I don't know whether it was Arrow or whoever whoever did the uh uh the started doing the um uh the the Jesus the Long Riders and all that all those Walter Hill movies and yeah. and it, it's I reviewed a bunch of them and it seemed like they all had one thing in common which which was the um you know the Blu-ray had a decent feature length um, new documentary, yeah. it, with with yeah. almost everyone kind of contributing to it, or for, yeah. or key players anyway. And I, I mean, man, I would love that
0: site that did uh, those ones. Yeah, you know, I think you're right. Ones, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Arrow Video won't touch this because it's. I think it's slightly out of their uh, their, their, their their interest area. Yeah, sure. Uh, but so, yeah. but it would be nice for someone to do it. Yeah, and mm. something will come along at, at one point. You just hope there's enough people around that will get involved with the uh, you know chatting about it. Yeah. Yeah, for it still to be relevant. Do you think that, um, for us in particular, we're biased because of the whole 80s music um, element? Maybe. Do you have a similar film if the high school reunion was from the 90s or even the 2000s? How different does it become then in any of these sort of uh, high school films?
1: Um, I think it's probably relevant to, to, you know, it's, it's probably a percentage Relevance, mm. you know, um, but I, I think there's an awful lot of other elements that need to be working in order for it for mm. for, for it to be such a well high scoring film. Yeah. Um, I but think yeah, 80, no, that is you know. Yeah, cool. Sorry, so I, I, say, I was just say I was just say I think you're right in terms of like where, you know where if you think about you know adam sandler movies you know yeah. i think wedding singer is a is a is, again is one of those high points of his filmography and i think that's part of it as well for for perhaps for us anyway yeah. is this is, is because it's set in that era where which we find amusing and lived through yeah. and and so you've got these references like the like the guy who rocks up in the delorean and you know all, all those kind of things in the wedding singer which which just kind of Chime w- with us uh, from our childhoods um and the music and all the rest of it, um but I think case you know case in point the wedding singer I think that's that's a good a better movie than a lot of other Adam Sandler movies anyway, you know. So yeah. I think it's kind of got to be a more than more than just that. But yeah, there probably is a percentage um yeah. to, to be had in that. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's perhaps an unfair argument for me to uh, say you know. Uh, music-wise, uh, what's popular, what's not. Because, I mean, obviously, we're, we're still a little bit too soon, maybe, in the 2000s to be judging the early 2000s. Uh, mm. or, or maybe not, because it is, you know, 2016 now. But also, the, the music industry is a very different thing. Um, the 80s and certainly 90s had, were more popular because of the way records were sold, whereas yeah. everything is online these days. So, therefore, while... Things may be uh, sort of shifting in big numbers. They're not as big as they used to be. You know, uh, number one singles don't sell quite in their numbers with what they used to, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, even though you've got uh, the availability of music uh, over the mass media that we have with the internet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's a very, very different beast altogether. So I think, in terms of sort of nostalgia, the 80s and certainly a good decent part of the 90s have that sort of stronger impact on film uh for audiences yeah. uh yeah. yeah yeah and also i think um, you know
1: like you say it is to do with your own personal the way, the yeah. way you your, your own life and experience sort of intersects with those periods you know I mean, yeah. you know I, I i don't think you know have, you know i was just turning 30 when the 2000s started you know 2001 yeah. i turned 30 and um and 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 music at, at that point in your life is it sort of takes on a different meaning in terms of its sort of significance how it uh, you know i mean there, i'm not saying you don't discover new music cuz i've discovered a ton of new music in that mm-hmm. time and, and and stuff that's meaningful and all the rest of it but i think your your formative years you know your teens and and, yeah. and maybe your early 20s and stuff that's when you really kind of i guess those things just become completely cemented together with your experiences mm-hmm. and elsewhere you know yeah um
0: yeah yeah, yeah good stuff yeah um, right, I think I'm done. Yeah, I think five star fun, movie. I think wow, scored that nice and, and and high. Yeah, it's good to get yeah. round to that one at last. Indeed. Uh, yeah, good, good. We will leave that there then. So that's gross point blank, ticked off, ticked, ticked that off. Box. Go um, see it if you haven't. Yes, indeed. Seek it out. So Ben and I, and hopefully Sean, will be back soon with something before the year is out. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, and until then, we'll well, we'll speak to you then.
1: later.